This is Glenn D. Andrews representing my biz partner, Elijah Brady. And we are Heroes and Kings of the world. Hey, get over to Heroes and Kings on Instagram, Facebook, Pinterest, Tumblr. We're all over social media trying to do our thing as well. Get over to our website. It's heroesandkings.world. We're slowly putting up uh, training videos in our blog as well as putting up the merchandise just just to represent uh, men and men, men, human beings being the best you can be, representing the best of who you are, what you are, and what you can be. It's been a while. It's been a while. Been really busy. Uh, I've been on this uh, a cut, so to speak, knocking off some weight, meal prepping, and I've knocked off about 15 pounds. Want to tighten it up for the summer. Got a lot of visual things coming up, so I want to make sure I, I, I represent heroes and kings and represent health and fitness in the best way. You know, had to get over the winter time of a lot of eating and, and less not as much high intensity training so it caught up to me so I had to make some adjustments which I have and can and will continue to uh, so I'm meal prepping and, and cutting down and leaning out basically doing a lot more cardio as they say and basically it's just running running the roar and uh, being on my assault bike so that's what I've been up to as well as working on the website cleaning it up uh, me and Elijah meeting, going over what we should keep on the on this site as far as merchandise. <clears throat> Excuse me, as far as merchandise, as far as uh, what what do we want our brand and what we do and who we are to be represented in the merchandise sense outside of hoodies, shirts, hats, as well as as fathers. Um, I have kids in college. He has younger boys. What are the things that we can provide to? Uh, little kids and, and, and young adults that represent who we are, where all we want someone to do is say, hey, what is that Heroes and Kings thing? What is that H&K thing? What does that mean? And further examination, investigation, and research will lead them to me, Glendy Andrews, and my business partner, and my friend, and my, and my homeboy, Elijah B. Brady, and uh, to look into our life and see what they can see what they can pull out of it and use to be even more because we both have our story we both have our testimony and i post something up in heroes and kings instagram this morning and it is truly where I, I am right now i talk about the bag and making money and wealth and all this other kind of stuff and that's what it is in a capitalist system but i also understand that 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 path to financial freedom and wealth also has to come with who you are as a person and what value do you bring to the world and not so much who serves you but how you serve other people and so I am that is who I am that is what I do that is what that is who Elijah is that is what we do we we are in we are servants and we're trying to make this world a better place we're trying to make folks healthier and whatever we can do individually as heroes and kings to to make our community, our spaces, our families better, we do it. And we 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 we've done it, we do it, and we will continue to do it. And that that just kind of brings me to where I am. 
You know, everybody by this time know about the the tragedy of Nipsey Hussle being assassinated by a punk. But sadly, the same thing that created Nipsey Hussle is the same thing that created the boy that shot him. And I grew up in Southern California, so I, I, I know what that life is. But it's deeper than just something about Southern California. What what it speaks to on so many, it speaks to a lot of different things on a whole, on a bunch of levels. It speaks to those individuals who hate themselves so much when they're around someone who is successful in living their best life and doing what they want to do. It 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 exposes their weaknesses and their inadequacies where they don't make the changes to themselves they hate the people around them it also talks about and I've, I've heard this talked about and discussed from, from Shannon Sharp from some of the entertainer, entertainers that I know from some of the athletes that I know and to a degree is something that, that I ended up doing you know growing up in a community challenge economically challenge challenge with no jobs then you just have individuals who just are lost and when you start to have some success and you go back to that neighborhood you set you have some individuals who see you as prey because you have and they have not and now the debate is or the discussion is do once you have some degree of success do you go back to the hood do you go back and try to make a change and try to make changes do you go back and try to improve the hood and try to reach out and without a doubt we 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 you know these communities all over the United States need need whatever can be done when it comes to urban economics to turn them around uh it has to be done more on a collective side. It's not really up to entertainers and, and ballers, as you should say, to do it. But someone's going to do it because if if individuals who attain wealth as and as well, it's everyone's responsibility. It's just not it's just not the entertainers and and the football players and those who who who, who end up becoming successful and leaving the hood. It's not just their responsibility. It's everybody's responsibility to take places that are not doing well and make them better. To take individuals who are not doing well and show them a better way. That doesn't mean everyone is going to going to chase the carrot and take that knowledge and that information and do something positive with it. And as I talk to, as I've talking talked to different folks this week, it's, it's it's basically under the under the the discretion of probability. It's all statistical analysis. It's basically the probability of success would have certain variables, but there still are no guarantees. But there's a probability of failure with certain variables and it still is it still is not guaranteed that the person's gonna go wrong or go right. But the, the, the death the death and the assassination of Nipsey Hussle hit me hard, hit my brother hard, hit hit everyone hard because if you're from the bottom and been around the bottom and you make it out and then you come back <clears throat> and we see this brother's trajectory and there's just so many little things I can pull from it. Me being a Cali guy, that's my my playlist is 
60, 70% Cali music, and then it's, it's East Coast hip hop and Texas hip hop and Tennessee and UGK and all the and and and, 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 and Mob Deep and and all the other 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 rap stars from from the day. But my my sound, my go-to sound when I need to get into that space is Cali music. And so, you know, I, I've been rolling with 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 Nip's music for a while because I, I, know, I, I know that life. I didn't live that life. Most of the guys I grew up with were either athletes, game bangers, or dope dealers. And I'm just being straight up with you. I never went down that path, but I know what that life is. And I've been in some situations. And... Literally, there was some situation that, that, that led to my decision to leave San Diego and to come here and go to school. And I'm so far removed physically from that life, but in my head, I remember what that life is. And so, as I think about Nipsey Hussle and what it meant to me, not only was it the music, but as someone who... Went to school, got an MBA, Six Sigma, got all this knowledge to go work for someone. I'm watching this young kid take this, take the idea of a mixtape and understand his value and what he brings to the market and said, you know what? I'm not going to give away my mixtape. I'm going to sell it. That was, that set precedent and was monumental because basically what Nipsey Hussle did was peep the game of Master P. Master P peeped the game of MC Hammer. MC Hammer, Master P, uh, Nipsey Hussle, and Too Short as well. See, there, there, there's an entrepreneurial hip-hop spirit that got lost once these big studios and the parasites came in and started giving folks quarters they should have been getting the dollar, but young brothers didn't understand the idea of they can they don't need these folks to do it. But that was 10, 15, 20, 30 years ago. But now with technology, entertainers, young rappers, young musicians, young artists, and even entrepreneurs, you don't need from from an entrepreneurial standpoint, you don't need a college degree anymore. To find your success, from an entertainer standpoint, you don't need, um, particularly music. You don't need no big record company to help you distribute your music. With SoundCloud, Anchor, and all these other different platforms, Spotify, iHeartRadio, you control you control your your creative, you control your content, and Nip was on the forefront of that. He was on the forefront of cryptocurrency and getting African Americans involved in cryptocurrency and Bitcoin and learning about that and investing in that. And then the big thing, the big thing was buying up the block that he used to get arrested in front of. When I watched his YouTube story and he was talking about that, I as a person who has traveled around this world and been to every hood and, and, and suburbia and urban sp- space in the United States, him doing that, though we we know it in concept, he literally took that, that idea that's talked about, that concept, and he executed action. Instead of, he had cars, he had wealth, and he was building his wealth, but he came back and bought the, the literally the store, the storefront 
the strip mall that he used that he used to get arrested in front of, bought it, put his business, put the marathon business in there, hiring folks, putting brothers to work, and that's the hard part. That to me is the hard part because that is that is the urban model. That is going back to Boys in the Hood and that that one scene with Lawrence Fishburne, which. I've met Lawrence Fishburne and his daughter, oddly enough. But going back to that scene in Boys in the Hood where he's on the corner and he's talking about gentrification and and what's happening in the hood. And it's happening all over. It's just not happening in, in... on Slauson, it's happening in San Diego, it's happening in Houston, it's happening in San Francisco, Oakland, it's happening in New York, it's happening in Florida, it's happening here in Atlanta, looking at the Decatur area, Glenwood Park, uh, when they brought in the Olympics and they they knocked down all the, the, the hoods, and it's happening on Bankhead, and it's that thing of, while there's a a minority or a particular group living in that area, there's that area, those there's no investment investment in the urban sprawl and the structure of it where there's jobs, education, parks, livable space. And I understand it because I was an economic major and I studied cities. I went into mortgage banking and I understood how housing, taxes, education, jobs uh, grocery stores, uh, living space, leisure space, how all these things tie into how you build a community. And when you start taking all, removing all these things with the backdrop being racism, let's be clear, racism and classism is the backdrop of all these issues because it just is. And anyone who want to challenge me on that, you pick the day and time because understand something. I spent most of my time in Woodruff Library while I was at Morehouse. I got a degree in economics. I got an MBA. I got a Six Sigma. So quality control, the manufacturing process, and how you go from the beginning to the middle to the end and looking at quality and looking at defects is what I do, is what I am. I was built for it. My mind works around it. Having even said that, from 8 to 10 years old, I read the Encyclopedia Britannica from A to Z. Unofficially, I am a genius. I had a teacher give me this Menza test when I was in the sixth grade. And he's like, you may need to take the Menza test officially. But we, my mom and dad chose not to. And I, and I don't know why. I kind of understand it now. Because it led me down this life that I have now, which sometimes as a, as a black boy and being smart, which is another another thing we need to we need to talk about this whole idea of of, of judging nerd, judging the so-called nerd and intellect and having knowledge and valuing knowledge and valuing reading books has hurt black men and is and that's though it's learned racism. It's actually what what is what is it actually is what black folks are putting on black folks and particularly black men are inadequate black men are projecting on other young black men. The caveat for me was not only was I smart and I say this not only was I very smart 
and and acquired knowledge and was well read, I was a jock. I was good with sports. So the higher powers, the sun, the sun gave me athleticism. The sun, the sun gave me athleticism as well as academics and knowledge and that kind of stymied the ability of those individuals, the, the bullies, for coming at me for being smart. As a matter of fact, the same way I approach football and baseball was the same way I approach math and English. I'm competing to try to get this A, and I'm going to do what I have to do. And the other, the third thing as well, not only was I sharp academically, not only did I have the athleticism and was very athletic, football, baseball, track, volleyball, soccer, you name me any, any type of sport, anything where the body has to move, I have, I have the, the coordination. All of my planes are, I'm coordinated. And the ability to be coordinated gives you athleticism and to have balance, stamina, core endurance, all those things that's tied into personal training, which I am a certified trainer as well, that I know. And I know it now from the, the academic sense, but I know it now based on who I am, what I am, and my DNA and genetics and just being involved in sports. The other part of it was too, though, <clears throat> A sense of fearlessness. I've always, me and my brother, and we get that from we. Everyone thinks we get it from our dad, but we actually get that from our mom. We've had, we've had, we have a sense of fearless, of fearlessness, and literally, me and my brother, in our mind, we 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 dealt with the bullies, but we dealt with the bully only one or two times, because then it became a situation of what am I going to do to this bully? That will, how do I elevate and take it to each level to get this bully to understand eventually they're going to lose and they're going to lose something small or they're going to lose something big. And that fearlessness kept the bullies from even thinking about coming my way with the bullshit because I was smart in school and because I carried a book bag, because I got good grades. The athleticism, they saw the balance because the balance, not only did it mean it was football, baseball, basketball, track, it also meant kung fu and karate and boxing. So that same balance I had with those sports, I had with self-defense. And really it wasn't self-defense, it was self-offense. I'm going to say that again. It wasn't self-defense, it was self-offense. That's a different take on the world. That's a different take on the word. But that's a different take on the world. We call it self-defense, but it's actually self-offense. So, man, Lauren London, man. A young couple young couple with family showing showing the young sisters showing the young brothers showing older showing everybody just how you do it just how you do it representing not gonna talk about that life because I saw a young man in his trajectory 
I saw a young man evolving. I saw a young man adapting. And then I saw a young man whose spirit... Let me tell you this right here. I watched enough enough information on him and enough videos and interviews to... to I, get, I, I got him. I got him. Because... There's so many little things that stood out about about Nipsey Hussle, you know, and one one of, one of the other significant things to me that stood out about Nipsey Hussle was when he went back to Eritrea, I think it is, because he's Eritrean, and you do your research on that. I think Tiffany Haddish is also Eritrean as well, and him talking about visiting, going to Africa, and seeing his family I think it was his grandmother and going to Africa and and, and being in that environment I don't know he's always been an intelligent young man though the street life so as I was saying That trip to Africa and being Eritrean and going back there and visiting his grandmother and look visiting grandmother and family. I don't know if that was the catalyst or just gave him a different view of himself because I don't even know if I know he as an entertainer he had traveled. He had traveled. I don't know how many times he had been to Africa prior to that or even prior or after that but just listening to his story and talking about that trip and and seeing something different than what he was living in California I think it that I think that did something and I think that changed his view of the world and I don't know maybe maybe just just this added piece of his personal experience you know, for, for me, I, I can equate that to my travels, going to the different islands, and we, my wife is Cape Verdean, and knowing the, the, the history of Cape Verdeans, and and me no longer watching uh, network TV, or I don't watch TV at all, and really just doing more reading and being kind of isolated from the narrative of what the world tells you you are and going and discovering and trying to find out the truth uh, when you when you in search of the truth and you find the truth and then you have to go within and not look at the reflection in the mirror based on the narrative but you got to create a new narrative with a hard drive, with just your brain and your heart, you wipe it clean and you start over. What do you rebuild with? And when you rebuild it with on a foundation of truth, knowledge, intellect, humility, and being of value and serving people versus having people serve you and bringing no value, I think it it it, it changes your trajectory and where you want to go and where you want to be. Uh, yes, we're in a capitalist system and it takes money to do things, but hard work, determination, vision, focus, 
commitment, sacrifice. You know, those 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 are the words that are thrown around, and and just trusting in yourself. You know, I've I've, I've heard his interviews. I heard the things Nip Nip has said, and it's all the things that I do and have done, and will continue to do. You know, I will continue, as I said before. You know. 30, 30 some odd years ago, seeing a bunch of brothers getting off a, a, a prison bus, you know, had a had a, an effect on me. It's like, damn, not only do I do I not need to be on that bus, I got to figure out how to keep me, I got to figure out how to keep me and my brother off that bus. Then I got to figure out how can I keep other brothers off that bus. And I've done it one-on-one all my life. But with Hills and Kings, it's going to be an opportunity for us to do it on a larger scale. And as well as showing showing an example of manhood and entrepreneurship and execution, though it's not no guarantee of wealth, we're just showing you an example of how to try to be free. And that's when I think of Nipsey Hussle, that's what I think of. He, 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 he is a blueprint, an example of how you can change, how you can evolve, how you can make a difference, and how you can be forward thinking and believe in yourself and execute. And for, for that, he won't be forgotten. Sadly, I think his death has awakened masses of people of understanding what they must do for those who think it's there's there's no there's nothing to do where do we go from here what is the solution or not even looking for a solution they were going to be in that space regardless but those for those of us who are on that hustle and grind and trying to make a difference and serving and being of value to the world versus taking away from the world we know what to do we know what to do. We know it's, it's a marathon. It's a, and, and it's gonna be as his his last his last album. It's gonna be a victory lap. It's not even gonna be a victory lap. It's just gonna be a victory. It's just gonna be a victory. We're gonna be victorious. We're gonna keep this thing moving. His death is a is a is one chapter alone in the African American experience in the American experience. It, it will be written about. He will not be forgotten. In in that book of our experiences, his chapter is right up in there with with Martin Luther King, Malcolm X, Tupac, Biggie. You know, entertainers who 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 changed the diaspora. So we got we got to his his death just can't be in vain. That's all. We keep it moving. We turn, we turn that wick up, turn that notch up an, another 8, 9, 10 degrees. We just turn the wick up with no prescribed temperature gauge or dial. We just turn it up. We just turn it up. Every day you wake up and you see the sun. Every day you wake up and you get that second, minute, hour. You just take it and you execute. Have a sense of urgency. Get shit done. That's what you do. You do that in honor of Nipsey Hussle. Be the best you can be and you make a difference. Make a difference in your life, change your life, and change the life and the people around you. 
I was doing that. I'm going to do that. And I'm going to continue to do that. That's what Heroes and Kings is about. We're going to honor Nipsey Hussle with that entrepreneurial grind, serving people and making a making a difference in, in folks' lives. So let me go ahead and close this on out. Uh, Nip will not be forgotten. I guarantee that. His, his death gives, gives rise to a, a new spirit. And as folks read into his life and see where he is, he was trying to go. From this tragedy will come triumph, victory. Glenn Andrews, Elijah Brady, Eels and Kings signing out. Rest in peace, Nipsey Hussle. Prayers for Lauren London and the family.